0: Okay, so this is episode six of my podcast, Out with the Old, and with the New, In the Closet with Shasta Eve. And now we have my daughter, Miss Anaya, in here with me. We're wrapped in blankets. Yeah. <laughs> Sitting in the closet. And we're going to just get intimate with it. We're going to share with y'all just our story and I'm going to let her tell her side of things and how she felt just in her life growing up, dealing with the cycles that I brought into her life as, I mean, yeah, I have six kids, but she's the middle child. And she, her and I have become really close since I started my inner healing. <clears throat> and I'm going to ask her some questions and we're just going to kind of play it by ear. There were some key notes that we wrote down, but this is a very—it's not easy to have, you know, as a mom even to have your daughter talk about the things that hurt her, that she went through and her struggles, and for me to have to know that I raised her around those struggles. But one of the most magical things that's happening right now is that we are. Our relationship has grown so much in this season of healing and (laughs) you have my nail. (laughs) There's fun things to play with in my closet too. (laughs) Like fake nails. Yeah. I mean, it's in the closet. With
1: Shasta Eve and me.
0: And you. It's a girls' closet, why not? So we're just gonna dive into it. We're just gonna chit chat about it. Um I think that you could just start by sharing like what made you want to share how it's been for you. Share your story a little bit about it. I mean, we could go for hours if we want to talk about our life stories, but yeah, just
1: um, what made you
0: want to talk about it?
1: Just, you know, wanting people to know, you know, that they're not like the only ones, you know what I mean? And, like, teenagers, too. I want... You know, I have never heard of, like, you know, Mm
0: -hmm. children
1: doing that with their parents on a podcast unless they're older or anything. Um, But I want to give people, you know, a a place where they can go and feel, Mm -hmm. you know, like they're talking to, like, another person. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they're not alone at all because I know how it feels to be alone. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really good for people to be able to hear our story. And it's... I mean, it's worth these hours of talking. <laughs> it's worth it. And I just don't want people to feel alone, you know, because that's, like, the worst feeling ever. Yeah,
0: and one of the things that you had said was that we want to give people the opportunity. You want parents yeah, to yes. hear your side because then it'll help them be able to open up this space because us sitting here, <clears throat> how we've talked about so many times, being able to be a mother and daughter and... To talk about these things, it it gives permission almost for other people to go there with their kids, yeah, and with their parents. Like, let's say that somebody <clears throat> does hear this and they're your age, and they go, "Hey, yeah, mom, hey dad, or whatever they want to talk to their sibling, or they're just like, oh my god, maybe I should talk about this. That would be a huge honor to be able to share that.
1: Mm-hmm. Definitely.
0: So, do you wanna do? You, Want to just go for it? You want to talk about? Why don't we go into how? Like, what's a little bit of your story? Like, who are you?
1: <laughs> I'm start from that. <laughs> hi, I'm, I'm me. <laughs> I hi, I'm me. Hi, you know, I'm me. No, not like a celebrity. So I don't have like. You like, are AMI. a celebrity. Like, what,
0: like, you you are my me? daughter. You are a celebrity by birth. Like, hi,
1: I'm your mom. Um, I don't know, I'm me, I just... So,
0: what is your background? Like, let people know, kind of like, why, I am... you know, this is, this, why you are who you are, because you get to share that you're not, you can relate to people's feeling oh, of abandonment, yeah.
1: or... Yeah, so, for all the teenagers out there, or, <laughs> you know... Teenage girls or whatever. Um, hi, I'm Anaya, um, and I am
0: like what? What was <laughs> what was your the start of your life like?
1: Two parents or one? Huh? I, I didn't. I did and didn't have a dad growing up. Cause um, my biological dad pretty much left me when I was younger, mm-hmm. and I had a stepdad since I was one years old. Um, but yeah, that didn't fill anything, you know. Right. Even that's that's a whole different story. <laughs> um, but also growing up as the middle child, mm-hmm. you know, having to be independent and Mm -hmm. you know with multiple other siblings that had each other but you're in the middle with no one really yeah and having to figure that out by yourself pretty much Mm -hmm. you know and and the thing
0: and I did you know her biological dad um he was in and out of prison her whole life and I gave him couple opportunities but i was pretty serious because she was my first daughter so i was like this girl is not gonna be hurt and his track record wasn't very pretty so i made a decision to i let him know you have one opportunity i gave him two but it had to be in or out and he couldn't give up the life that he had and so she yeah. from a young age um i explained it to her a little bit later on because she's just too smart he can't keep anything from this this girl but yeah. You know, and she was very outgoing, outspoken, lively, just always keeping, she was kind of like the glue as a middle child, I guess. And you you were always really above the the trauma. Do you feel like when you were little that you were really funny? And even though that's genuinely a part of who you are, but do, yeah. do you feel like possibly like, It was a coping thing for you to like put on performances and when mom's going through stuff and you see me and my husband fighting and you don't know what to do do you think that how did you cope like what were some things growing up that what if like somebody was to look at their their daughter or their son and go maybe that's a sign that
1: i think i i i think being funny was just a part of me, because I've always been, like, a, I've always wanted to dress up and want, you know, yeah. dresses growing up and just, no, no, I, um, <laughs> no dresses for just her, just to clarify, <laughs> Um but I always wanted to do that, I was just, like, a part of being me, I never did it for any specific reason, just because that was me, but I think I had, like, problems with, like, random things. Like, keeping too many things, almost like hoarding things. I don't know. You did. I think being an independent, like, Mm -hmm. middle child, I kind of wanted, I don't know, I had all my things, I don't know how to explain it, but I was adventurous, I would go outside and just try and build things. I think coping was trying to create things, being creative, trying to build things, was a coping mechanism for me. It was a
0: hard environment having, like, having a mom who chose things that didn't create a stability to where you could trust your environment. So you had to, like, create your own. So you had, I mean, you quite literally had knickknacks under your bed, under under your your pillow. I would find tape and wrappers and like I literally would call her Tinkerbell because she would have all these things that just she just built her own world but do you think that I want to kind of talk about like that the painful stuff you know like I mean it's not like we don't already talk about those things and work Mm -hmm. through them but it's important for people to understand how you have worked through some of the the trauma in your life what I know that for you, having siblings really helped, so it's really hard for people I mean, I later didn't, on later on, yeah, yeah, I didn't have siblings, but yeah. <clears throat> I do have two siblings, but we didn't live together, and so I had a lot of trauma by myself, but <clears throat> how would you say, like your childhood of like having when you had a stepdad and he was in and out and even, do you remember how you felt when I chose to marry him?
1: I don't. I just remember being really excited to play in the snow. I didn't, <laughs> my brain did not not comprehend it at all. I didn't, really, I, didn't, I don't think I didn't understand what, like, I didn't know what marriage was. So, no, I
0: don't,
1: mm-hmm. I don't even know what, I didn't know what that commitment
0: I've never like, asked you that.
1: I've, I've actually, I've never, I don't even really remember seeing you guys. I just remember playing mm-hmm. with my siblings. Mm-hmm. I don't remember seeing
0: you guys at all. When, when do you remember? Like the first time of really feeling, like when you look back, like really feeling <clears throat> like you weren't seen. Like, can you remember how far back?
1: I, um, <laughs> um, probably.
0: Like genuinely, like really think about it. Like when.
1: When I started to feel othered out by this, by your ex-husband, mm-hmm. because it was always me and everyone else knows that, I was always, like, singled out, like, mm-hmm. I was always the one given a time to finish my food mm-hmm. quick enough, or mm-hmm. I was, don't want to sound too crazy, but I was put to bed behind a sofa because I didn't finish my food, mm-hmm. and then I was, because I had like a, a devil older brother when I was younger, <laughs> so he kind of, uh, the older brother, he, uh, drew on a door and blamed it on me, and I was grounded from drawing for, like, four months, and it was, like, really traumatic, but I started to realize, you know, like, it felt like I was always being pinned by this one person, you know, and I think that started more when I was, like, four or five, when I wasn't, like, a cute little kid anymore.
0: How do you think those things affected you as you became a teenager? Like... Those things sitting in you, those things being a part of your past, like, I know that it was, like, so hard because I still chose to be with him up until just, what are we going on, seven months now? Yeah. Of breaking those patterns, but, and it's not necessarily just about him. Mm -hmm. It was, it's like the whole topic of what I'm trying to bring light to is that, When you are, I was a really young parent Mm -hmm. and trying to mask my trauma. Yeah. And I almost felt like each time I had a kid, it was like, here's my new chance, like to not be the same. But when you're not doing the inner work and you're not really choosing, I mean, I chose my coping mechanisms over you time and time again. And I mean, we really... We had a good relationship earlier, but as you became a teenager, those, like we were talking about today,
1: yeah,
0: like those funny things, like those performances you'd put on, mm-hmm. the, the parts of you that were just so lighthearted, as you got older, it was like that trauma, it started to, it started to become, like as you became a woman, yeah. it starts to become hard. It started, you shell off. Yeah. You don't trust. You don't. You don't see things through that light-hearted lens, yeah. right? Yeah. Because you just start to see the world as scary, and well, so during, then you. Well,
1: during that, you're I'm you have there's no room to feel because of all things that have happened, whether it be your ex-husband or like having different people look at you and like tell you certain things about certain things you do. Mm-hmm. It's like there's no room for that you know like you're constantly thinking about what the next day is going to look like how the vibes going to be out mm-hmm. like where your anxiety level is going to be at if you're you know going to panic today or if your mood's going to shift today or you know you're, that's all you're thinking about so there you that's that's all you have room for really mm-hmm. you know and to think about so I think that's a part that like I don't know how but like comes back after time, but not, like, fully, because after you've come through, like, a shift of, like, you know, you're in this new person, I think it's just, like, now I have to learn things in a mature way, because now I've gone through a lot of mature things, you know? Yeah. So now I'm kind of forced to, like, <laughs> just, like, mm-hmm. bake a whole new <laughs> version of myself.
0: Bake <laughs> it up! Yeah. Well. Yeah. I, like, going back to the whole thing of you feeling like you were singled out by him. It wasn't even just him. No. You know? Yeah.
1: Even with my little brother, two years older than, like, even as a kid, this little child was evil, you know? Like, sitting on my face when I was little, or, like, having constantly being told certain things, or that, like, my singing was embarrassing, or, like, all these things, you know, by them growing up, it was, like, all the men in my life. Mm -hmm. We're always pinpointing different things, you know? So it was just, like, Mm -hmm. a constant battle of, like, trying to fit in. But I never, the next day, like, I fought for, like, acceptance, like, every day. And I don't really, I've never thought about that before. (laughs) That
0: makes sense, though. That's, like, deep.
1: I guess so.
0: You guess so. (laughs) That's so deep. It doesn't sound that deep to me. It's deep. Like fighting for acceptance every single day, like that's a part of that trauma, you know. Yeah. And that's the thing I think that a lot of parents overlook that reality, that when you are an adult and you are cre- like you are in charge of these humans. Mm-hmm. I mean, like breaks my heart because you're so amazing. Because in in my mind, I felt like I was loving you so much, yeah, and I felt like I was doing. My part, because I was there, like your grandma, my mom left. She mm-hmm. was always gone. Yeah. And so I was adamant about, you know, when I was pregnant with your brother and 16 going to be sad. I was you, <laughs> just so crazy. I look I'm at you and I'm like, I was your age. And I think about the fact that I had him at 17 and I was like begging God not to make me a bad mom. And so even though I was living in this blind yeah. lifestyle, I was... Breaking you, I was hurting you, I was creating trauma in you yeah. that manifested as you got older. But now that you're a teenager, it's like I just want people to understand that you can, like we were just talking about before we started yeah. the podcast, you there's no time that's I don't, me and my mom, if yeah. your grandma sat with me and she had this awakening and she healed Even and she how? now, yeah. if she looked at me and she was like, Oh my gosh. And she just woke up. Yeah. I would, it would do so much for my, Mm -hmm. I think it would speed up my healing. Yeah. And so there's never a time. It's too late. Right. Like Mm -hmm. even for, we were talking about how from your perspective, it's really impactful for you to be having this time with me because, and we'll be honest, all of her siblings, all like everybody doesn't have this Mm -hmm. trust because like you were saying,
1: Oh, yeah, the other podcast didn't make it through. Um, uh, The trust is ever, you know, I have a lot of, it's, my siblings, you know, are so deeply, you know, stuck in this, like, feeling, you know, which it's valid, all of it's valid, all their feelings are, you can't really be angry because it's real, you know, Um, but there's not this trust I've I after this what like you asked me before was a question that you asked me is how like have I seen things mm-hmm. after you have had your awakening or whatever.
0: Like how do you see things? Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. I see, like I said, like that vibe that you get on like A a weekend, or like when it's Christmas time, and it's like crisp outside, and you have like the you have a blanket on, and there's like the fire going, and a comfort movie, and you know Mm -hmm. you smell like the pumpkin spice or whatever. Yeah, we're comfort people, just if you don't know. (laughs) Um, It's that feeling, like everything. When you look at it, it feels that way. You can like find ways to see your day that way. You know, even when it makes you feel uncomfortable, like. Certain things make you feel very uncomfortable, but yeah. when I wake up in the morning, I have to like do things or remind myself of things that make me feel good, you know, because mm-hmm. my brain wants to revert into that dark space, you know, oh, something bad is going to happen or, you know, why are we feeling this way? Why are mm-hmm. we feeling happy or, you know? Happiness is
0: almost scary.
1: Yeah, it is. Because it can be taken from you. Yeah, me really that's quick. why I can't enjoy any holiday. That's why yeah. automatically I always thought I was like bipolar or something or like yeah, a, something I did not mention in the last podcast either is... You start to feel like a narcissist because your moods are shifting and mm-hmm. you feel crazy, you yeah. know? What mm-hmm. you don't realize is that like once you heal from that trauma, it, like it wasn't you were not really a narcissist or Amen. Anything like that. Amen. Um, I love that.
0: But oh, you're sixteen. She's sixteen. <laughs> ah Um I did something right. No.
1: Hey.
0: Two two two. <laughs> two two two.
1: Um like we love the number two Holidays two. or events, like, all of a sudden, in the middle of it, we're all laughing, like, laughing really hard, and it, it feels so good, and there's this shut off that happens, and I start to get anxiety in my chest, starts to burn for no reason. Mm-hmm. Like, if my body can't enjoy yeah. joy, and it's because, instinctively, my mind thinks that, like, something bad's gonna happen, or this, this mm-hmm. won't last, or I know it's gonna end. I know it has to end, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and so um i decided to trust you you know i was like i'm going to stay here mm-hmm. i'm going to do it um and nobody else believed me or believed her but i
0: i you, could feel what you were talking about when i Yeah, when you had your first spiritual awakening yeah.
1: uh-huh. um and i had i i had to because I'm a very spiritual person and mm-hmm. i could feel that it was different nobody else thought that it was and i was looked at differently by a lot of referring to mm-hmm. uh, the people services, around us, yeah. mm-hmm. which is valid valid, completely, you know, but it still hurts though to be looked at like you're, you're, you're completely othered out because there's like a, because you form a bond with these people after so long because you're relying on them because they've given you the support, you know, through everything. Yeah. And, um, so there's like some sort of trust, bro- trust broken between you, mm-hmm. but, I had to let it go and I just continued trusting you because I knew, you know, mm-hmm. I knew I could feel it. I knew it was different mm-hmm. and that's a feeling I'd never felt before. And it's so bizarre thinking back on it and being yes. like, I stayed and I knew, you yeah. know, now we're yeah. here. Um, but the world is, oh my God, the feeling is unreal. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And knowing like
0: <clears throat> you dealt with a lot of anxiety. Oh, You dealt with so much, like, it just, the thing that's really important for me that I'm watching Mm -hmm. is that even though I wasn't my parents, if I did not take this time now, right now, to do the inner work and to go into those painful places as your mom and listen to you and hear you and know that like it would have your trauma, like you were saying, I mean, you felt like you were crazy. You felt bipolar. You felt like you were a narcissist. You felt like there, your whole world was just spinning constantly. That would have trickled down. Like you would have grown and had your kids and not like we're talking about today. How, now that this is happening every day, this is day 13, Mm -hmm. since I really, it's been seven months since I left my ex-husband. We've been divorced for five years, for those of you that haven't listened to the previous podcast. We've been divorced for five years, but we dated that whole five years. And I finally left for the last time seven months ago. Yeah, Yeah. seven months ago. A
1: little bit less than that,
0: yeah. But... How about but I hadn't actually admitted to myself that my kids had been abused. I had been abused. Mm I had abused my kids because of my behavior and my coping in life and not dealing with my crap. And I didn't realize that until 13 days ago. And it's been an incredible 13 days because I can see my kids. I can see them. And that gives me hope for other people. It gives me hope for, <clears throat> the process of healing as a family.
1: Yeah.
0: And I mean, we have like a long road ahead, but it's become our testimony already is I mean we're like working out at twelve o'clock at night, her and I, yeah. and talking about things and working on things together. And there's just such a I mean, would you say your anxiety has gone down since, like,
1: yes, would you say, like, your, yeah,
0: 100%. it's crazy, yeah, it's amazing, it it's makes amazing. me, makes me happy, yeah,
1: yeah, we're gonna have to do part two to this, yeah, <laughs> so, so much we <laughs> talked about that we did talk about in the other podcast, like, um, like you, you before, talking about like how you weren't there, you yeah, know, and stuff. Um.
0: Yeah, how you felt me choosing somebody else over you all the time. Yeah. <clears throat> um. And adults think that that's fine. Like the kids are the kids.
1: Oh yes, that's it's that's huge. A big subject we were talking about last it's time. Huge. Um, I had talked about in the podcast. It didn't really make it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> how the kids, like, period, like, become, even if you don't realize it, even if it's, like, a subconscious thing that you don't realize, they become the side characters, you know? And because to the toxic person in your life, whether it be a narcissist or it's just be a, which it probably, which yes. it is because it's a toxic, toxic relationship, um, they, you, the, the, the person who's being abused becomes their, you know, They mention the kids here and there, but they become their main support. Like, oh, it's me and you, it's me and you, it's me and you. We're going to do this. Or, like, my example last time was, you know, we're on a road trip, you know, and the kids get this because, oh, you hear we don't have enough money, but it's confusing because then you hear them talk about other things they want to buy because you have enough. But then uh, you're confused, you know, So you like, wait, did, is that a lie? Oh, my God, are we not stable? Because no one's ever talking to the kids about financial stuff to make them feel stable or okay. Yeah. And you see them get, like, bougie Starbucks snacks in the front, and your you're pa- like, okay. Yeah, me and him. Um, yeah, like, okay, wait. um, Or you, the, the, that person, you know, like, let's say your ex-husband, wants to... Sp- to go out with you and spend time with you and do fun things with you but not the kids they can stay at home you know mm-hmm. they're like they're the side characters and that's so confusing for the kids because they also don't realize that that's not
0: that's mm-hmm. not right mm-hmm. you have
1: to read like i think it's really important that whoever is like hearing this or is in the situation to tell your kids that this isn't that's not a normal relationship that's not what love looks like you know mm-hmm. um and that's how it's supposed to be. Um.
0: Hmm. I mean, that's... It's big. Yeah. Even that you know that, like... <laughs> I, make, I mean, it makes my heart happy that you know that. But...
1: But, like, I was going to say, is that you become responsible, like, people out there who are listening, parents, mm-hmm. um... You become responsible for the damage that your children, um... hmm Cause in the future, you know, let's say if it, it gets to that point where your children are now grown, mm-hmm. you know, through this, um, you become responsible for the damage that they cause because they, uh, after time of being abused or, you know, watching you be abused, uh, they become guarded, blocked off or scared to connect or scared to trust. And they will, mm. they will 100%. They will long for the wrong people. Who make them feel what you can give them or didn't give them? Yeah, you know that's a big one. And I think that you know, when your kids are you're already at that point, and your kids are moved out, you think that like there's no point, you know. <laughs> but even if your kids aren't around, and there feels like oh well, like there's nothing to fight for, like well, who am I fighting, fighting for? Right. Well, from a distance, that will affect your kids, you know. Mm-hmm. Even if they don't see it yet, even if they're not there yet you, sh- you, you could still, cause they will continue that cycle, okay. you know, but even if you break it from afar, mm-hmm. it's still, you know, it still does something, yeah. you know, and it's still worth it to, it, it, it makes it better for them even if they don't realize it from a distance. Yeah. Know? And it's scary to leave and it's scary to trust that it will be okay. But, but I definitely think it's, um it's the hardest thing to do to actually push yourself to be free and to let go. But life outside of that toxic bubble is so colorful and you can (laughs) breathe. It's like that crisp air in a cold winter morning. (laughs) And, um, yeah, I'm crying. I'm crying. I'm crying. (laughs) It's, it's, it's so beautiful. Life is literally given back to you. You know, breath is literally, it's like you've been resuscitated literally like that's what it feels like. And, um, it's so hard for someone to really like when they're in that mm-hmm. they, they they scroll past these videos and they don't they right. want to see it you know yeah. but um, and you probably think that that person whoever it might be in your life who's, who's, who's the abuser you think they will come after you and there will be a fight whether it be a financial battle or a custody battle or that that person might just in general be super scary you know whether you have kids or not Um, so there might be a battle or there might not be, but even if there is a battle, you have to keep fighting because this freedom, this life, it's so worth it. Especially if you have kids, it's worth fighting for and and don't stay in that darkness. Don't let that bubble start to suffocate you. Don't let your house burn down, metaphorically speaking, (laughs) and, and, and don't get to the point. Don't get to that point. And if you already are, you can still get out you you can still have that freedom, this joy and love because you 're worthy of it, and you have to remember you have to remember that you 're worthy of it and um, if you have kids your your kids are worth it and trust me, if you do have kids, they would probably thank you so much for <laughs> For uh, changing your life and and choosing this freedom and joy. Even if they don't see it yet. Even if it takes time. And and don't think it wasn't enough. Don't think that you should have done it differently. You're worthy of love and you're worthy of a life full of good people and fresh air and a safe place to rest your head at night. Okay. So 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 just remember that, you know, you, you can always have that, you know. And... (laughs) (laughs) You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and it's it's so worth it. It's so it worth is. it when you come out of that your world whether you I don't care if you're like stubborn about it or not and you're so you're so suffocated by this you have to understand that like there is a life. There's stuff waiting for you outside of all this, you know. Yeah. There's a whole place waiting for you, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's so worth fighting for, it you is. know. Come <laughs> on, let's if, end there. That was so if good. If you have kids, your kids are so worth fighting for. Amen. And, you know,
0: you. We're gonna call you preacher, Pre- preacher, <laughs> you preacher, nea <laughs> preacher nea you, you should
1: probably sit down with your. You know, if you're in the middle of this and you hear this, you know, we'll we'll do like a part two so that you can hear a okay. bunch of different things. Yeah. But you know sit down with your kids and even if they're not affectionate or if they're stubborn because they haven't been shown that love by you and you know they don't even really want it anymore deep down whether if they literally like hit you to get off of them or whatever they they, deep down, <laughs> they want that love. you know every child does yeah um, i yeah i think it's good to do it anyway and like I'm sorry It's a big is a big one, you know, and meaning it, too. Yeah. Or doing I... things with them that you don't usually do and really show them that they're loved, you know, above yeah. all else.
0: Yeah. But, yeah. Yep, that's pretty good. Um, we have somebody knocking at the door. <laughs> Why are you in the closet? <laughs> but I just want to say I had to tell her and her siblings sorry when we were about to leave Mm -hmm. and saying sorry to your kids when you love them so much and you you know that they may not say I forgive you is is painful and scary but look at her like I'm sorry but I'm just so proud of you and it hits hard it's hard hearing you because you only know you're only giving that encouragement to people yeah. because you know, because you feel it. And that makes me happy because yeah. I know that we're in that place now and that that's my drive as a mom
1: yeah.
0: to not stop.
1: Yeah. Also, another thing I forgot to mention for any teenagers out there, because this is a big one for a lot of teenagers who are going through this. Um, I want to mention the next episode that we do is that how it felt to be a closeted gay child throughout all of this too yeah you know because not even you know if there's still like love there and you feel like you can trust that person because of them all constantly choosing somebody else it's hard to be honest like that with them yeah you so can... that'll have to be another subject
0: yeah your identity <laughs> yeah. like knowing your identity as a kid yeah. being a, being in a family
1: being a middle child you yeah
0: that's a lot and it's important for people and i can't wait i can't yeah. wait to keep hearing like in yeah. connecting and Alright, we're gonna we're gonna end here. And we hope that you enjoyed us being here in the closet with y'all. Yeah.
1: This better and work, the audio
0: better. It's gonna yeah. work this time.
1: And I love you. I love you.
0: And yeah, until next time in the closet with me and whoever. <laughs> me and whoever. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye.